Hello and welcome into episode eight of the Hog and the Mic podcast hosted by myself, Will Colossa. Today I am talking to Daryl Lamonico. Um, he was the, or he is the father of one of my best friends from high school and middle school and everything like that. He is also an assistant coach for the baseball team that uh, my friend Reese and I are on. Uh, he's also a chiropractor and he was kind of the team doctor um, while we were playing as well. So, uh, Daryl, I will let you introduce yourself a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. As Will said, I'm uh, uh, Daryl Monaco, and, you know, I grew up in a small town in nor Northern California. Uh, been in, I'm a chiropractor, as he said, and I've been to practice for about 25 years. And, um, and you want me to tell you how I know you at this point or just sure. about myself? Yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah. If, if you want to. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, so I know Will obviously through my son Reese and and baseball and you know personal friends and stuff. So, but that's I mean, you know, I think that's you know, like I went. That's about the gist of of who I am. So, cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, you said that you grew up in Northern California. Which what part of of California? Is it was a small town called Janesville, and okay. um, probably the. Two closest references, if, if you think of Reno, Nevada, okay, we're about 80 miles northwest of there, or Sacramento, California, okay. we're yeah. about 180 miles north, so way closer to Oregon. Gotcha, gotcha. Very yeah. cool. Really, really small town at the time. So. Gotcha. And um, you you were not an only child, right? Correct? You had siblings growing up? I did, yeah. I have an older brother and older sister. Okay, very cool. Um, yeah. So, kind of what was your childhood like, and what do you feel like you... Um, what did you learn through that? Like what, what were kind of the, the main uh, lessons that you feel like you were taught in your childhood? A great question. So we, uh, my parents grew up, in, I was born in Fontana, California, but we moved North when I was about one. And so, uh, and both my parents lived down by, uh, Los Alamitos, uh, um, Long Beach. So they grew up in Southern California gotcha. and then, uh, they both worked for the prison system. So they, okay. they moved North and we all moved North, um, there. So we become, we became a country people. So gotcha. we had, had 4-H and, you know, played sports and, yeah. you know, we had chickens and rabbits and sheep and, um, cool. you know, pigs. And okay. so kind of, kind of city goes country. And know. so uh, it was a great place to live. It was cool. awesome. And, um, and just, just kind of went, went, went through the motions of that. Yeah. And then. So yeah. uh, I know you said you played sports growing up. You played baseball, correct? Growing up? I did. Okay. Yes. Was yep. that it? Uh, no, I, I wrestled. I played soccer. Oh. I played basketball. Okay. Um, yeah. Probably, probably my two favorites were wrestling and soccer. Okay. Gotcha. And, you know, yeah, baseball, yeah. you know, played on the baseball teams as well and basketball. So, yeah, okay. yeah, we were a big sports family. Like, yeah. we enjoyed that. Very it, was, cool. it, was, it was fun for, for all of us. Yeah. yeah. And so um, another thing I, you know, kind of want to transition into uh, your career and how you became a, um, a chiropractor. Um, right. I know you were uh, born with childhood diabetes, correct? Correct. I was diagnosed at 10. Yep. Okay. So was that something that kind of pushed you towards um, becoming a chiropractor and, and in the health field? 
You know, it wasn't. It, probably the main thing is, is I was married once before and we're divorced now. My former wife's dad was a chiropractor. Okay. And, uh, you know, there's some moments in time, but I, I actually got a scholarship my junior year in college and I went to the reward show and I, you know, I said, I was a finance and insurance major, like a okay. business major. And I went there and I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this. And I talked to him some, I didn't know him really well. Cause they didn't, she didn't live with him. He was in a different town. Gotcha. And I sat down and I thought, man, what could I do that I do for free, but make a good living at? Uh-huh. And that's kind of how I, I fell into to chiropractic. It, yeah. And it just made sense to me. My, my parents and my dad, they weren't big medicine people or okay. I didn't perceive them to be. And I thought, okay, this kind of makes common sense. And that's, gotcha. that, that's how I chose to go down that road. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so uh, you are a holistic chiropractor, correct? That's the terminology. You could say that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I try to deal, I try to deal with as many different aspects of life that we can gotcha. uh, to help you get healthier. Okay. Yeah. And that, that was kind of one of my next questions was what is the, the difference between like, how does a, a holistic chiropractor operate differently than, you know, kind of a traditional or, or at least to me more kind of well-known chiropractor? Man, will you do your research? That's a really smart question. Yeah, probably probably the biggest difference is probably um, traditionally you would you would um, I'm not gonna say just adjust the spine, but they would they would do adjustments and that's it. They wouldn't deal with nutrition, uh, supplements, uh, the emotional, mental, psychological, spiritual side of it yeah. per se. Um, but they do the adjustment, kind of like the in that sort of person, but like the you probably heard of the joint. That that I know of, that's pretty much you go and get adjusted and we'll see you later. Okay. Right? Yeah. So when people come in to see me, it's, you know, I'll do the technique I use, but I'll ask about their diet, you know, different, you know, functional things. Yeah. And, you know, if they're emotionally stressed out, that, that's going to affect them physically. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that's probably the biggest difference is kind of what you look at and how much you look at mm-hmm. and, and okay. both serve a purpose, but I just chose to. Because of Dr. Kruger, I chose to look at, at it holistically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I remember a lot of, you know, those, I remember, you know, playing baseball and whenever anyone would need anything, like, yeah, I often felt like you would ask some questions that to me felt like they didn't, like, why would those things matter? But, you know, over the last, man, however long it's been, like, six years like I, I have started to understand that a little bit more you know how other things can affect your your health and and stuff like that but I do remember right. before like you know you'd ask like well how much sleep did you get or something like that and I'm like exactly yeah I, his arm is sore like what you know so, <laughs> you're like he just threw too many pitches yeah exactly which could be it I mean that could yeah. be it right yeah but he could be exhausted right before mm-hmm. he even starts yeah Exactly. Right. You know, or he just ate, you know, a dozen donuts. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so, um, sorry. Um, so when it came to like coaching and stuff like that, um, what, what caused you to start coaching? Why did you choose to, you know, volunteer, um, on the baseball team and, and do stuff like that. Cause you became <laughs> our third base coach for how many years? Like. Yeah. I, 
Probably at cool. least seven or eight. Okay, yeah, I thought it was a little bit. I, I don't know. But, yeah. a, a good amount of years, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah Scott didn't kick me off the team, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, Will, you know, I'm such a phenomenal athlete, and uh, I just had to uh, prove to you guys how good I – no, I'm just kidding. You know, honestly, it was um, – I just think I cared, and, and I think your dad and I talked about this. I think from the very beginning, I looked at it, I'm like, I'm never going to get these years back, right? Mm-hmm. And so Reese was at that – that time. And, and honestly, it was Derek Tolliver that like Reese may not have made the team. I mean, mm-hmm. you remember early on, yeah. you know, he kind of got fortunate and then he kind of grew and, and, mm-hmm. you know, he earned his way. Yeah. But I thought, you know, if, if I can help out and I have the ability and I did, and, you know, I had, I had some knowledge, but nothing like your dad, no, I'm just kidding. Nothing mm-hmm. like Scott, but you know, I, and I had the ability to hit a ball. I could, could hit a ground ball and, you know, and I could, I can contribute. Right. Yeah. And I had a thought process about the game. I played, you know, I, I played select baseball and I was on the all-stars and all that stuff and played till I was about 17. Gotcha. So I had concept and I thought, you know, I'm going to, if they need me and, and I can do this and I can contribute, then, then I'll, I'm willing, I want to do it. You know, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed coaching you guys. It was yeah. It, it, it was, it was, you know, it was up and down, but it was enjoyable. And I think you're all better off for us dads to participate. Yeah. You know, you know, sometimes too much, but, <laughs> you know, but overall it was, it was, it, it, it helped you guys. And that that's what was important yeah. to me is to, to help you guys. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that was definitely uh, true. I, I really felt like our team was like one big group, you know, it didn't feel like. Yeah. Uh, you know, it didn't feel like you or, or any of the coaches were there just to coach and then leave, you know, it, no. like there were, um, we were able to make personal connections with each other and stuff like that. And I, I really enjoyed that about our team. Um, right. You know, I, I played on Coach Hilly's team for, man, I think seven years. I think that's how long it was. And I, I maybe I'm more than that. Lot. You guys, you guys are on the river cats when you yeah. were like, yeah, so maybe. So I it think was, it, well, that was seven because I moved, we moved down to Dallas when I was seven. So, okay. So uh, Reese was there a couple of years before. Gotcha. But, okay. Yeah. So you're right. Probably about seven years yeah. for you. Yep. And, and, uh, you know, I, I won't lie. I've said this before to people like baseball was not my main love. I, I don't think I would no. have stayed in the game for that long if it weren't for, you know, the community that we had and the connections that we were able to make, you know, player to player, player to coach. Yeah, player to other people. Well, everyone loved you, right? And so, so we all wanted you to play. And I, well, I think we all knew that you know it wasn't necessarily your passion. Mm-hmm. And we know that, and we can get back to our health conditions because I can talk about that and parlay that because yeah. I, I've always said I had an understanding or more of an understanding what you went through. Uh-huh. Probably a lot of people do. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but we, you know, everyone wanted you on the team. You, you, you definitely had something to offer for sure. Between yeah. your pitching and your hitting, and yeah, so, yep. Yeah. But I think it served you, right? Like, it, it, oh yeah, it, it helped you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, if if you kind of wanted to dive into that, like, um, you know, um, kind of, there were a couple kids that we had on the team who had some kind of um, physical or or uh, mental handicap I don't know you know not yeah. up to, up to not 100 um, percent right and you know how, how did you what were the um changes that you had to make I guess to 
kind of accommodate for that or you know, work around that and and use that um well you know honestly if i'm honest well I'm, I'm not sure i did the best job at that because I, I i'm good at compartmentalizing stuff um and when i say i can understand those situations because that's what i was in but my family didn't you know kind of like your mom and dad did they didn't baby me right Although every day I had to test my blood sugar back then I had to do it with urine. You know, it was, it was okay. a day-to-day thing, right? Yeah. It was, if I messed up one day, I, I could die mm-hmm. literally like yeah. my blood sugar could low and not, I almost died probably eight or 10 times. Right. Wow. So, um, it, so it just gives you a perspective of it, mm-hmm. but then I have that balance where I don't get overly involved in it, but I have an understanding. Yeah. And, and at this stage of my life, I've reversed it about 98%. Right. So oh, wow. I take, right. Okay. And the only reason I'm not hundred percent is because I'm messing around the last you know, five or six years. I'm not gotcha. eating as well. And gotcha. you know what I mean? But it's a choice. Yeah. But, and that's why I think I've always told your mom and dad, I don't know if ever, you and I ever talked about it, but with all this stuff, I, I truly believe in a real way that, that it can be changed, right. That, that we can change our DNA and we can do stuff whether we do or not yeah. is a different story with mm. the possibilities there. Right. Gotcha. And so, and I know that personally because, because I did it, uh-huh. you know, but I don't say, oh, everyone can do this or even wants to or needs to, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, you know, I think on the team and stuff, I didn't, I didn't show as much as like, I helped out as you know, I would work on you guys in the deck out and do that stuff. But, um, so I know that, that that's yeah. what you want yeah, from me. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't know that, you know, like you said, you were close to death a couple times. Um, yeah. Did that kind of open your, I'm, I'm guessing it has, it must have kind of opened your perspective to just how you, you know, go about your day um, or, you know, go about your week or, you know, kind of the rest of your life and how you see stuff like that? Uh, absolutely. So when I was about 30, and it's going to sound dramatic, but I, I was dying. I was about 110, 115 pounds. My body was wasting away, basically. And and what I chose to do, and I had support with, you know, people in my life that, that you know, certain people in my life, I believed in. in a, and I said, you know, I'm either going to cure this or I'm going to die, which is a dramatic statement. Right. But then I just went after it. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's. Yeah. um Yeah. So, Very cool. you know, we, we were worried about you a lot of times. Right. So, you know, and I always had faith that, Hey, the, the, I don't know what's going to happen, but the uh-huh. potentiality is you're going to be like you are now, yeah. you know, strong that you're doing great. And, and, and I chose to believe that, yeah. you know, and then I went on to make the choices to make that possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So do you feel kind of an obligation or uh, a, maybe a, calling sort of to um pass those messages on to other people you know patients that you're treating or uh players on a team or anything like that or family members or anything you know just get that message out that's a good question because you know i see people every you know every week and mm-hmm. and you know I've, I've been doing it 25 years and you know people keep coming back so i must be doing something <laughs> that's helping them uh-huh. um I don't think I feel the obligation enough because I haven't written a book. I'm not out speaking, which which okay. I've had a lot of, you know, push to do that. Gotcha. Um, 
you know, I'm a little torn with that. I'm not sure if I feel an obligation to do it. Um, I think that went back and forth. I think, you know, I'm only 52, so I'm still, you know, I'm not young, but I'm not the, the dinosaur yet. <laughs> um, so I, I got time and I, and I do help people out day to day, which, which requires a lot of, you know, thought and energy yeah. and going into that. And, um, but yeah, I believe I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll write a book and I'll, I'll do some stuff to be able to help people out on a, on a wider scale. Yeah. And I got a lot of people that that care about me and love me that say, Hey, let's, let's get going on this. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know if I feel an obligation, but um, I'm wait, waiting or looking for that desire to do it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And yeah. did you say you've started kind of writing stuff already or you've just thought about doing stuff? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. I get, I, I, I hired two ghostwriters to write a book and gotcha. you know, I wasn't fully happy with them. And I just haven't, that was back in 2015. And okay. I just haven't followed, I just haven't followed through with it. Like if you go to my website, uh-huh. you'll see some blogs there and, you know, gotcha. there's a lot of information. So, you know, we wrote, we wrote those up and I just kind of, kind of stalemated it there. What's, so. what is the, uh, the website URL? Uh, it's just my name, DC. So LaMonicoDC.com. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So if you want, well, we're not doing on this, but if you <laughs> want to go, it'd be good for you to go look at those blogs actually for your health yeah. Yeah. and ideas. What, I don't think I, I've never told you about that. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't think so. I was kind of get a. Could you give us a, a short word of of kind of what you're going for in that? Like, give us a concise little, you know, overview. In the blogs. Yeah, I mean, just kind of anything to of what yeah. you've written or or you know. Yeah, I think I think the main person empower people. You know, we're in the information age, right? Mm-hmm. So you and I can go on Google and Google anything, right? Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's to empower people and try to simplify it where okay. where it can be simplified. You know, sometimes that it needs more detailed work mm-hmm. where you gotta you gotta get more, you know, you just can't do the cursory stuff. Mm-hmm. But a lot of things you can do, you can do this the common sense stuff, right? Yeah. And then that's where I get hired to do the more detailed, like stuff yeah. that's just not common sense, but you, you got to have a little more knowledge and stuff and detail that most people probably don't care to or yeah. want to or don't for whatever reason. Um, but it's it's about, I like I like simple, I just talked to Reese today about this. He just left and I'm like, you know, and we, were, we weren't talking about health, we were talking about life. And I said, mm-hmm. if you do these things, you're just trying to simplify your life, you know, make yeah. your life easier if you can. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, that's, that's once you, if you have the possibility of, of thinking about things ahead of time or planning, then it'll make your life easier, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect and you're not going to have ups and downs, but there's a lot of things you can do to simplify your life to kind of cut, you know, kind of see around the corner, mm-hmm. right? And you can do that with your health. You can, yeah. There's a lot of things. And then, and then you make it a choice rather than um, this just happened to me. Right. And yeah. some things just happen to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you and I, we didn't choose at a young age to have these things happen to us. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe on some level, if you want to get spiritual, we did mm-hmm. whatever. But ultimately, yeah. we didn't we didn't say, hey, I'm going to choose this condition. Yeah. Right? yeah. But what I've learned and, and hopefully you have is, man, it served me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it, 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 I, I look at the benefits of it as, as well as the trauma of it. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I choose as I grow to utilize what I've learned and to grow from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that it, the problem, bet- like, do you think people are kind of 
intimidated by the um uh not the the opposite of simplicity the um what's the word i'm looking for the complexity of it, of things like that and so they they don't even want to you know start to to kind of figure out how to you know make themselves better day by day or do you think they just don't care about it at all like they don't think about it you know about trying to take one step you know to better themselves yeah i think i think very few people don't care about it um I think I think uh you know probably there's probably a few things there I think part of it is just not an awareness or a need right yeah because some people don't really have a, a need to perpetuate them right yeah so I had a need I mm-hmm. I again not being dramatic but I was dying right mm-hmm. so so I had to do something or I wouldn't have survived mm-hmm. right and that and it, just like people that have cancer right if they get diagnosed and go down, they don't have a choice. If, if, if yeah. they don't do something, their life's over. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people just kind of live in the, you know, within that kind of the middle ground. And yeah. there's not really a, a necessity to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Right. But ultimately, if you were to kind of put up an ideal thing, we try to make the choices to make ourselves he- healthier. But I, I think very few people are just like, oh, I just don't care about my health. I think a yeah. lot of times, and, and a lot of people are okay, right? They're yeah. they're okay. Could they be healthier? Yeah. Do they need to be? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you know, and so you know, so there, there's no guarantees. But I would say, I would say most people care about their health. Yeah. Feel. Yeah. I. In terms of health, I think I would agree. I. I think people who. I think people have um, filled up their their schedule and filled up their life with so many different things that. You know, as long yep. as they're breathing, you know, they don't think about it or they don't care. Um, but well, well, a lot of people distract themselves, right? Yeah. So they'll yes. they'll overexercise, they'll, mm-hmm. you know, they'll overeat, they'll distract themselves through different things. And, yep. you know, they'll, they'll do things that that distract themselves either consciously and, you know, probably most often is subconsciously. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, but yeah. Yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, like in in terms of health, I I think I would agree. Like people don't, um, I like what you said about, you know, the the necessity kind of needs to push them to do that. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but kind of into like a leaving kind of the, the health realm of that, like, do you think it's the same for people when it comes to kind of just self-improvement or like, you know, um, daily habits and stuff like that? Like, do you, do you think it's just that people aren't thinking about it? Um, I mean, these are kind of tough questions that you're asking because I, I don't think it's a simple thing, right? Yeah. yeah I, I, we're already at different times and, uh-huh. and uh, motivations and things like that. And obviously self-improvement is very popular now and it has mm-hmm. been. It's not new Yeah, because of information. Um, I, I think that, I think it, you know, probably percentage wise comes down to a necessity. Okay. Why do I need to do this? What effect it's going to have? Cause if someone doesn't see any benefit of doing that, mm-hmm. why would you do it? Yeah. Right. But if, you know, if someone's not happy where they're at or they're trying to get something mm-hmm. like a new job or a new mate or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, then, then you're motivated. Right. So yeah. then you're going to hit the gym. 
or mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to study and say, okay, how can I make myself better? But it takes some kind of impetus. You're not just going to, yeah. you know, you're not, I don't know. I think that's what you're asking. You're not just going to randomly do it. Uh-huh. You got to have some reason why you're doing it. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, I, one thing that I feel like I've noticed over the last, I don't know, th- four or five years, like I used to think that people were just simply just trying to get by, like simply just, you know, if I can get to tomorrow, then it's fine. But I, I don't know if I've just become more aware of it or if there's actually been a push to, you know, attempt to, you know, kind of reach that next level. But I feel like I've noticed people, you know, kind of going out of their way or proactively taking the next step as opposed to reactively. Right. So, yeah. No, I think that, I think there's multiple reasons for that, but I think I think just just information. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can sit down and type in something, and there's you know two million people talking about improving yourself and yeah. doing twenty pushups a day, and yeah. you know, and, and and stuff like that. Just like you have the the opposite, you have people mm-hmm. showing how they're depressed and life's not good, and you know, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um. Yeah. Um, man, that's, those are most of the, the questions that I had kind of already written down. Was there anything else that, you know, you wanted to specifically hit on or anything like that? Was there anything that you were hoping to talk about? No, I just, I'm just glad you asked me to be on this. So. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think we limit ourselves a little bit on, on our capabilities uh, and not just in health. Right. Cause I, mm-hmm. you know, I obviously, I'm in the health field and that's what I do and yeah. I'm good at, but I look at, you know, I look at finances and I look at, you know, relationships and different things because that's holistic. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can't just, you know, eat a salad every day and drink water and meditate, but all those things are important. Yeah. You know? And so we, um, yeah, I think, I think it's just kind of balanced trying to figure mm-hmm. out all this stuff to where we don't, cause we can go extreme in anything. Yeah. Right. So we can get extremely X or extremely Y mm-hmm. and, and, you know, if, if we hopefully can find that middle ground and, you know, be, be at more peace uh, more of the time, then that would be a nice thing. Yeah. Right? And I think a lot more people are than we realize because we typically hear about all the, the, the stuff that's going wrong, as you know, mm-hmm. but I think there's a lot more going right in the sense of people being happy and at peace. I think there's a lot more of that. Yeah. Um, um, and, and, you know, it'd be nice on TV to see, you know, show, show some families that are really happy right? Uh-huh. and, you know, some, some show some kids that have done great things or, yeah. you know, but we just don't see that, mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately the media is, you know, pretty prevalent and pretty yeah. in our face. Yeah. But, but if we could, if we can be reminded that, you know, we live in a very, uh, blessed time, a very, mm-hmm. we live in a very, very good time right now. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah. Um, what are your um what's your opinion on uh like ex- not ex- i guess kind of extreme diets like you know uh vegan diets or like the lion diet or the you know stuff like that like do you but obviously yes. i think that's very um dependent on the person but as a general thing do you feel like there's one that's better than the other or anything like that i think it's very individual yeah yeah i, I go through that you know, I've gone through different stages in my life and, and, you know, obviously I talk to 
people every day about that. Mm-hmm. It's very individual. You know, keto may work for one person, vegetarian may. Matter of fact, probably shoot, eight years ago, I kind of did a little, I do little mini studies within my practice, which are very small. So they're uh-huh. not, but I'll have a, a, there's blood type, right? That's typically where I start, but it's not perfect. And I'd have an O and A blood type and they would, they voluntarily were doing that. I'd say, how you feel? And one of them would feel like crap. And the oh. other one would be like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, we're not all meant to eat the same things yeah. all the time, right? And not to excuse that, you know, we're not meant to eat pizza and McDonald's all the time. <clears throat> but I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's, uh, I think diets become a curse word in our society. Yeah. It's yeah. it's more about eating habits. Mm-hmm. And so, right, like you may tolerate a piece of pineapple and I may not mm-hmm. for whatever reason. There can be yeah. different reasons. But no, I don't, I don't follow one specific. Gotcha pattern that yeah. i think that's in my opinion that's short-sighted yeah. yeah i i i get i mean i haven't done any kind of research on that but um i find that kind of fascinating to, you know how yeah. one diet can be incredible for one person and terribly de- detrimental for another person but does it make sense to you why that could be uh kind of i mean i understand why it might work for one person but right the, the reasoning for the variance doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me you know i i mean i think it's all genetics and stuff like that but i don't understand why that occurs well i i maybe we have cleared up a little bit Let, let's say you have leaky gut have you ever heard of that uh not i don't think so no like if you have your gut and it's got what's called permeability have you ever said that? Where okay, okay. There's openings there. Yeah. Let's say okay. your liver is uh, fatty or cirrhotic, right? Uh-huh. Or your stomach acid isn't proper, right? Um, you're going to have a harder time with those foods, right? Whereas if they were healthy, you may be able to process them and do just fine, right? So you got so many environmental and functional things that can affect it, right? And so that, so even within different types or genetics or blood types and stuff, you can have variances because we're functioning at a different level gotcha. depending on how our, cause we're, a, we're a machine, right? Mm-hmm. We're learning more about that with AI, but yeah. we're basically just a, we're a machine, right? Just like your car has an engine, our liver, gallbladder, kidneys, you know, small intestine, large intestine are parts of the machine. And if they're not working as well, it'd be like your car, having some sluggishness or something, it's not going to work as well as the other car. And you'd be yeah. like, why not? Well, you know, all the pistons aren't firing mm-hmm. or you put sugar in your tank. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. And so the other person's putting, you know, vitamins and minerals, they're going to function better. Yeah. 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 So, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, thank you for coming on. Um, Absolutely. Like I said, you know, I, I really enjoyed playing on the team and, and a lot of that was because of, you know, the coaches like you that we had and the relationships yeah. that we were able to make there. Um, yeah. Most yeah, of the time we were pretty cool. Sometimes we were a bunch of <laughs> ogres, but, <laughs> but we learned. We yeah. Learned. Yeah. And it, looking back, it is it awesome. So uh, yeah. you know, I really appreciate you coming on and also for all the medical things that you helped me and, and the rest of the team with. Uh, it was very helpful. Yeah. But, uh, well, going forward, if you have questions and stuff, I'm, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll give you my opinion on stuff if you, okay. you continue to want it. There. Sounds good. Yeah, no, I, uh, I am awaiting the publishing of this book or, or these uh, talkings. That you're <laughs> you're another one telling me that. Yeah, I got to get off my, I got to get off my butt and get it done. So. <laughs> so. Well, well, uh, no, I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Good.
Good job doing this. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, right, buddy. Yeah, have, have a good one. You too.